Hello and welcome to episode number 128 of the Nintendo Jump Podcast. We are a weekly discussion podcast created for Nintendo gamers by Nintendo gamers. It's December 11th. My name is Daryl, and today I'm once again joined by my good friend Sergio. How you doing, man? Hey, Daryl. Uh, you know, I'm a little bit conflicted. Like, I'm, I'm mostly doing okay, but, you know, I do miss Kevin. I know he hasn't been on the show for a while, but at the same time, you know, I understand the consequences of being someone that hasn't eaten lasagna yet, so it's bittersweet. I mean, I get it. You know, I'm just coping with, with what we lost. Oh boy, here we go. Uh, also with us this week, Kellen, how you doing, man? Man, I'm also heartbroken. I mean, we had to pull together all of our money to send our man Kevin to Italy to uh, try out every lasagna there, and I just wish him well, really. I did not approve of this opening. Also with us this week, Kevin, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing pretty well. Sergio, I was trying my hardest not to laugh, but I kind of <laughs> let out a bit. You uh, failed. And I failed. And then Kellen, I would have loved Italy for pizza. Uh, for uh, those for those who may or may not know, I have not tried lasagna. I'm saying it right now for the public. For those who don't know, I have not tried it. I have been on record saying that I will try it if it's homemade one of these days. Yeah, so this is obviously a Nintendo podcast. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, no, but, yeah. No, but it's been, I've been doing pretty well. Uh, you know, I've been away for a bit, but I'm back. I'm feeling really good. I have some Ovaltine here. My choice of drink for today. I'm I'm just psyched. I'm I'm good to go. I have lots of things to say, but you know what? I'm just ready to I'm ready to get this going. Let's do this. <laughs> good, excellent. <laughs> uh, so uh, we do have we do have some stuff to talk about. Uh, so last night the the game awards actually happened, but you know before we get into that, we do want to talk about a few things. Um, you know some games we've been playing lately uh, that we can recommend or not recommend or just talk about. Um, I think I'm gonna start with Sergio. What have you been, What have you been playing lately, man? I've been playing a bunch of games. Um, one of them being our current game of the month, Higher Warriors: Age of Calamity. Nice. But more on that later. Um, uh, right now, it's a bit of a mixed bag for me. Um, but I need to play more. Um, another game that I've been playing, and it's been a ride even before I actually started playing it. Um, Taiko no Tatsujin Rhythm Adventure Pack. Um, nice. It's Whoa. <laughs> digital only um, in the U.S. And it's it's basically a bundle of two Taiko no Tatsujin games that were out in Japan on the 3DS, actually. Um, if you happen to have the physical drum, you can play the Taiko mode, which is just the songs that come in the game. But there's no way to play the story mode uh, with the drum. And in the story mode, basically, you fight monsters uh, to the beat of the drum, basically, to the songs in the game. And you recruit them. It's kind of like Pokemon in a way. Um, but yeah, basically, you cannot play the game with the drum in story mode unless you get a Bluetooth adapter. And then you have to remap some of the <laughs> buttons on the controller. It was a, it was a <laughs> bit of a mess, but I got it working finally. So I saw you, I saw you talking about this. Are you sure that there is no way to play the drum RPG with the drum? <laughs> there is no way to play the story mode, which is the that main is selling awful. point of the game. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty bad. I mean, you can tell it's a 3DS port, so they didn't. Maybe they just forgot to map the. They forgot the drum. to map the drum in the <laughs> drum RPG. Are you serious? Yep. <laughs> yep. So 
I mean, it could be patched. It should be a pretty easy patch, uh, hopefully soon. But in the meantime, you can always get the... It's basically a Bluetooth adapter that lets you plug in the drum into it. And then it also connects uh, via Bluetooth to the Switch Pro controller. And it kind of recognizes both controllers at the same time. So with that, you can kind of trick the system into <laughs> letting you use the drum for storage. Good mode. Lord. Yes. Oh, my God. Okay. Exactly. But other than that, the game is a lot of fun. Um, it's very cute. And I, I like cute. So, you know, it's simple, very linear, but the story is nice. And the gameplay is challenging if, if you want it to be. It's pretty good. Nice. Uh, I do have, I, I, I did have a question. So uh, most of us in the U.S. do not have <laughs> the, the drum that you cannot use with this game. Um, because we would have to basically import it at, at, at this point. Um, right. Would you recommend this game or these games, any of them, if you don't have the drum? Hmm, that's tough. I would actually recommend the the other one, um, just the regular Taikono Tatsujin for Switch, because that one lets you play with the Joy Cons uh, with motion controls. Oh boy! Which is, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's it's a different option. Uh, otherwise, it's just buttons. This new one doesn't have motion controls, so. Yeah, I would recommend the, the previous one if you want more controller options. You can import the drum, like you said. I believe even the Namco store in the U.S. sells it for about $60, $70. Um, if you can get that, that's definitely the way to go. Cool. <laughs> Dang, that's... Dude, so you got to get that. Then you got to get the Bluetooth adapter, which I'm assuming yes. is at least another 10 It was 20 Okay, perfect. Okay, 20. <laughs> and then how much was the game? And the game is 50 if you want the bundle that has both, or $30 each. Oh, my God. So you dumped $130 on this game? <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> and I'm a very lazy person, so I don't want to be switching pro controllers uh, because of the button remapping. So I bought another pro controller just for this game. <laughs> who is the who is the company that made this game? Uh, Namco Bandai. Namco Bandai, what's going on, y'all? You got to get this game right, man. I mean, come on. Don't don't make our man go through loops <laughs> and workarounds. But, I mean, look, it's it seems like a pretty uh, interesting game, though. With uh, It has an RPG. Uh, I mean, how's, how do you like the story so far? It's pretty simple. <laughs> you like the story in your drum RPG game. <laughs> do you find the characters compelling? <laughs> I mean, it's an RPG, so I got to ask. Or do you just want to hit them over and over? <laughs> No, I mean it's pretty simple, but um, it's about time travel. Oh my god! Oh, okay. Yeah. That's <laughs> uh, that's... Hey, so I mean... is Age of Calamity. So there's a there's a there's a common oh, thread. Yeah. A and Chrono Trigger. So it's it, it's similar. That's to That's not Trigger. at all relevant to what we're discussing, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, oh man. Uh, so, like, believe it or not, I'm actually interested in these games. Um. But I would not be investing in the drum, so that's I like that question was actually a personal thing. I, I'm I was curious, um, but I think I'm gonna let's go over to Kellen, dude. What have you been playing? I've been playing Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy of the Duelist: Link Evolution, mm. and it's a game that I've been wanting to pick up for some time, and I finally bit because there was a really nice Black Friday deal, and it was physical, and it came with three Yu-Gi-Oh! cards, and. I don't know what I expected going into it, but it's a complete package. Like, I love this game. Um, sadly, it does not have support for drums. That was a pretty big bummer <laughs> because I bought the adapter and everything. 
you can like create your own sound effects when they activate your trap card yeah you just like play a little drum roll and you flip your trap card over <laughs> but yeah this game's great um there's a big focus on online multiplayer you can play with friends it's super easy to set up a room and find a friend's room um the online seems really good it mm. feels just like any sort of offline game the amount of programming that went into this game is just incredible because oh, yeah, i think it's got Lord. like every card like in existence through all the different sets through all the different animes and there's just so many different situations that can pop up in different reactions and so at times like you've got your trap card down and it asks like every three seconds if you want to activate it and you're like no 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 <laughs> well it's it's asking at every point that you could want to activate it. it's like entering standby phase want to activate it you're like no <laughs> leaving standby phase you want to activate it? you're like no <laughs> by the way you can hold the b button and it won't pop up anymore yeah until you i stop learned holding that the b button. <laughs> yeah so obviously there are going to be things like that that you have to deal with but i mean it's part of the game it's part of the programming and yeah. overall it's really good um the story mode kind of follows through the different animes super well like i've been watching the anime alongside oh. as i've gone through and done like the battles in game and That's some cool. of the dialogue lines like in the game are just word for word from the anime and so you can tell they just put like a lot of thought and care into it and i don't know it's been a lot of fun i know that you don't have a ton of prior experience with Yu-Gi-Oh, daryl but you picked up the game so what do you think from like that outside perspective god i love it um so i was a kid <laughs> uh who who actually like watched the anime for in the first season um for for a little bit and i i enjoyed it uh and you know didn't i never actually played Yu-Gi-Oh. um and then i i heard about this game kind of honestly because of the the black friday sales i didn't even really know much about it on switch um and read some reviews and ended up picking it up because I, you know, I like good uh, deck building card games, and boy, I've enjoyed it. Um, one of the things I, I really like, so a lot of these um, anime tie-in games, um, generally they they all kind of follow like the same pattern. Like in general, there's this overworld, and you're in like this 3D isometric view, and you're running around it, and you go to the card shop, and you buy stuff, and you do quests for people. None of that is here. Like it's literally just you go through the menus and then it it plays like a little like story sequence and then you go straight into the duel. So it's like really really snappy. Mm. Um, it's really fast to play, and as you play, you keep unlocking more cards. Um, so it's not extremely overwhelming at the start, but you don't have all that many options. Um, but you earn currency and and such pretty quickly, and you earn as you beat uh members in the story, you earn some of their cards. So you can beat them over and over and and, and get more of their cards <laughs> and um, keep building your deck up like that. So the main focus of the game for me has been, you know, how do I make a deck mostly to troll Kellen with, um, which I find I've been pretty successful with, to be honest. Um, I think you've sent me to the Shadow Realm once, but... Ex that's all I needed. You notice <laughs> we haven't played since then, but... I mean, you've um... been racking up the mile points, so... Uh... Yeah. you'll be able to cash those in soon you're a frequent flyer to the shadow realm like i said trolling it doesn't i don't have to win i just have to annoy you and i think i've done a fairly good job um but geez uh one thing i really like about this game so you play these story duels and it's the duels from the anime um and if you win on them 
Uh, you can play them with the story deck, so what the characters actually had at the time, or with your own custom deck. I've been using the story decks just because it's fun. Like, it kind of puts you in the shoes. But if you win, it actually gives you the option to reverse the roles. So you can play as the antagonist versus Yugi oh. or, or Joey and such. Again, again, you can use their story decks. So what I've found is, like, playing the duel of Kaiba versus Yugi at the start of the game, Yugi is a freaking annoying duelist. Yep. <laughs> just awful. Like, he's the equivalent of playing against a Sonic main in, in Smash that just <laughs> runs away the entire time. <laughs> All he's trying to do is draw cards until he gets his, like, le- legendary cards, and, like, Kaiba doesn't really have too many defenses against that, and it's just like, I mm. don't... Stop it. This is awful. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, it's changed It's changed my view of the show. <laughs> well, in that case, Kaiba's a lot more offensive because he has the big monsters, the big creatures, and or big monsters. Yeah, but, but Yugi is outfit- Yugi's outfitted with um a lot of cards that just, like, wipe your monsters. And Kaiba doesn't really have anything to do deal with that. So, like, you're like, sweet, I'm going to summon the Blue-Eyes White Dragon. And then he's just wiped the next turn, and you'd be like, crap. <laughs> now, is there... Does Yugi have Exodia? Because that's been like... Yes! Yeah, that's that's like, how he beats you every time. There we I go. had to design a whole deck around making him discard it. Yeah, he, he, he wipes your monsters and then basically just plays a ton of draw cards until he gets his legendary cards, which is going to happen eventually because you can't actually stop it. <laughs> uh, talk about the heart of cards. Uh, you know, for someone like me who has played Yu-Gi-Oh! in the past, I've never played this Switch version, but... Does it does this game do a good job, you know, showing someone how to play uh if they've never played before? Like is, does they give a really good tutorial on it? I I mean I, I can I can answer it cuz I've never played before and I was building a deck within 2 days. That's that's, oh, that's nice, okay. yeah. Okay. Um I won't say that it did a fantastic job of explaining everything because Yu-Gi-Oh as a game is like amazingly deep. <laughs> like Yeah. Yeah. If you like there are times that, like, Kellen has surprised me with one of his cards just because I didn't read the four paragraphs <laughs> on the front of it. Um, Monster cannot be destroyed. Yeah, there's a, there's a few things like that. Like, this game is extremely deep, but does it do a good job of teaching you the basics and how to build a deck, and then you start reading and, and playing around and figuring it out? Yeah, I've had a ball with it, and I had no experience coming in. Oh, nice. Well, that's really good, and, I mean... Sergio, this could be a chance for you to, you know, join the fray and not get It's sent- tempting. Yeah, yeah because <laughs> I, I haven't really played any of those. How much was the game with the deal? Uh, I We got it for 20 bucks. I actually ended Ooh. up getting it on the GameStop buy one, get one. Ooh, nice. That's good. I'd say the one thing with the game, because I've played a handful of online card games, is while you're constantly getting new cards, like Daryl said, and you can spend your in-game currency, which you just earn from playing battles to mm-hmm. buy card packs, it can be really hard to get like a specific card that you want. Like maybe you want to build a deck around a card that you really like from the show. Mm-hmm. You just have to keep opening packs and you have to know like what set it's in and then you have to hope to get it. And then if you want like three of them, you have to do that three times. Mm-hmm. So I kind of wish it had more of a system like Hearthstone where you can dust or remove cards that you don't want and then maybe mm. you just have like shards to where you can select a card right i don't know i feel mm-hmm. like that would give you a little more freedom but i think the current system's not bad i think just with how many cards there are it can be really hard to get enough cards to where you can build the deck that you want to build yeah i think it's more tuned for the beginner than the people who are actually like used to it 
Okay. Yeah. Like, I don't feel that at all because I don't know what cards I should be looking for. <laughs> right? But that's really nice because in the current metagame for Yu-Gi-Oh, a lot of times with the like the you know, the pro players, they'll have these decks that will just win in like one or two turns. And that's not fun, right? With in this premise it seems like they do a good job with like introducing the game a bit and then just get you, you know, slowly get more familiar with the cards to the point where you can have a fun deck and be able to play against other people and not feel overwhelmed by <laughs> you know all the strategies that are out there because i you know it, it the, the current game is very very crazy and i don't i'm not even gonna get into that but uh yeah i mean this seems like a pretty awesome game to to play and train card games games i mean this is pretty cool and so. uh, there's also some options so like if if you're not into deck building again mm-hmm. you can play with the story decks um, there are hmm. things like sealed deck multiplayer. So like you just get a random smattering of, well, I don't know if it's random, but a smattering <laughs> of cards to build a deck from and play against somebody. You, I mean, that's here. Um, so Sweet. like if you're not into this idea of creating like really OP decks or anything like that, like there's a lot of options for building decks aside from that. Um, you can hmm. also get like the character deck recipes. So like, if I wanted to build Kaiba's deck for some reason, like I've got his recipe, so I would just be looking for those specific cards, and it tells you which ones you're missing. Mm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and it has that for. I mean, I, I would assume every character in the anime. So I mean, it, it's just interesting. It's it's a really cool game. Like I love how they've done it. The sealed deck part is probably the most appealing to me because you know playing trinkering games like Yu Gi Oh Magic, The Gathering for me, like it's always fun to just open. Some pack of cards and then just build a deck from it because it gives more value to cards that may or may not be used in the pro scene and i think it just it's really nice and i, I and it pe- keeps people at an even level playing field like say four of us you know played sealed deck tournament or whatever like that would be cool just to play against each other and try to see like what we draw and and just make decks out of those like oh oof. i mean that okay this is very tempting i don't know <laughs> it's something it's something we haven't tried yet uh, mm-hmm. at least kellen and i haven't and i really want to Okay. So let's let's make that happen. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, oof. So yeah, I mean, like I would I would fully recommend this game to anybody who is kind of interested in card games, um, and and willing to learn like a really deep one. Kellen, are you kind of in the same boat there? Yeah, I agree. Um, it's a really solid game. It's not one that I would just like flat out recommend to anyone. Mm-mm. Um, and a lot of that just goes down to the cards have become so complex. Like it's not uncommon to have several paragraphs like on a card, and so <laughs> you can go like as deep as you want with it. You can play with basic cards. I don't know how far you'll get in the story with that, but yeah, mm-hmm. overall a super solid game. If you're interested and you've been thinking about getting it, you probably should just get it. I think. That's like my final say on the game. Yeah, I I was super impressed by it. So, yeah, nice. <laughs> that's Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> All right, uh, and then Kevin, uh, that takes me to you and I have been playing um, Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon and the Blade of Light. Uh, so, the uh, Famicom game that was just localized and released on Switch um, for the low low price of five ninety nine. Um, but also, I mean, you just got, you, you just received the special edition. So you want to talk about that? Yeah, sure. I just got it 30 minutes before we recorded and it, it shout out to TJ, AKA shy guy who helped me track this down. Might need your help later for a PS5. Anyway. So 
this has been really <laughs> nice because when you open the package, you know, you see this really nice art book that could just come from, you know, like a really, really like old library where they have like old books and then you just, you know, take one out and boom, it's the, it's like an art book filled with fire emblem, like just greatness. I mean, you have information about, you know, the history of certain games, especially with Shadow Dragon, The Way of Light. And there's just, you know, all this alternative artwork for different characters that are just like, I mean, just very anime art style is just super, really nice. I haven't gone through all of them, but it really shows just like the chronological prestige of where Fire Emblem has come to be. I, there is um, two pages here where it shows you like all the Fire Emblem games that came out. And it's it's just phenomenal. I, I'm i very impressed by this collector's edition because there's also this plastic... Well, I guess it's even not plastic. It's it's like this glass game pack. It's like a replica of a, you know, like a, like as if you were playing the original Fire Emblem, Shadow Dragon, the Boy Light on the NES. It's it's like a huge paperweight, <laughs> and it has like the Nintendo NES sleeve, the black sleeve. It's so cool. I mean, and then you also have a you know the full game download on a card. You have a map of, you know, out is it Altea? Altea. Just Altea, the, yeah. Altea, yeah. So you have that. And it's, or excuse me, that in the continent of Arcanea. And then on the back, it has information about bosses that I don't want to look at because I don't want to spoil that information for myself. And then also, it comes in this, you know, because if you remember the NES games, they came in these like black rectangular prism pack packages, like these right. boxes. And it shows you like, like seriously, a replica of one. I don't, now I don't know if this is exact like one-to-one replica like in terms of like all the art and every single thing is like exact but it's just really nice and just like i'm holding it feels like i'm holding history here and and there's also a uh, instruction manual too which you know we rarely get nowadays because every time you say you open a new switch game you just get that game and nothing else and you know maybe for luck you'll see an alternative cover of the you get some flavor out of it yeah you oh that's true (laughs) you you can if you if you like to taste Switch games, which I, I don't. Please, please don't. <laughs> yeah. Now, to to say something else about this, it comes in two languages in terms of, like, the artwork and the information that was provided. It comes in English and French. So you'll see a lot of English and French text. So with collections like this, I'm usually like, oh, cool, collection edition. I'll, you know, it, it seems cool like when I'm about to order it and then when I when I get it, I'm like, oh okay, great. You know, I'll just set it aside. But when I open this, it's like, wow, I'm actually it feels like I'm opening a piece of history. And it's very, very interesting because this is for an NES game that got localized. Mm. And, you know, for fifty dollars, I think it's worth it. It it's actually more impressive to me looking at this and having this now than actually ordering it on Amazon when I did it. And I I'm very impressed so far. So if anybody wants to get a collector's edition of a game that just breathes of history, and I'm not even done with the art book yet. I just started. Like, just even having the art book, it's 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 amazing. I would highly recommend getting this. It's sold out everywhere right now. Like, if you if you keep your eyes open, there there are people on Twitter and on other social media platforms that. You know, we'll let you know that hey, this is available on this retailer site or that retailer site. So keep your eyes open for that. Um, 
you know, fortunately I had, you know, our awesome friend TJ look out for me, which is great. Thank you so much. Another cool thing about this whole package is that it has a Nintendo Power magazine cover, volume 11.5. It has Marth front line and center raising a sword. It's, it just feels very nostalgic. And on the back side of it, it has the counselor's corner with a couple of tips for the game, along with some classified information that I won't say here. <laughs> so yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. So yeah, I highly recommend this cartridge edition. It, you know, and I'm not even. This is I just had. I just got this literally 30 minutes before we recorded. So, uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. So that I I think is great so far. I love it. So uh, and I mean, aside from that, you've also been playing. Uh, so we're a couple stages into the the actual game. Um, mm-hmm. So we're not super far in. Um, I do. I I have the advantage. I did play the um, the DS remake of this game. So like I kind of know it already um but i i did i was curious about your opinions on it um as like what have you thought of while playing this game uh before i say that i also did play the ds version too but it's been at least 10 years <laughs> and nice. so i i <laughs> do not remember a lot of it but i think it's good because then it makes me you know re re-experience the whole thing with the nes version it's 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 interesting. I, I I really like the fact that, you know, it's it has that sort of like NES charm and you have like the eight bit, you know, music and you know like do 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 and it's just it feels very nostalgic. Um but in terms of like coming from a situation where, you know, you and I, Daryl, we played Fire Emblem Three Houses, it's like yeah. a huge step back. Not necessarily <laughs> in a bad way, but it's just like, okay, well, there's just certain things that we expect in the Fire Emblem game that is just not here because this is the first iteration of the series. Like, for example, when you are trying to move your units, you don't get to see the tr- the, the track or, like, the possible ways to do that. Like, you just have to move your character mm-hmm. and hope that you don't, you know, you yeah. don't, like, stop right away. Like, you just have to kind of guess. And then... Well, you can... So... After you select your character, you can move the cursor, and it will only go as far as that character can move. Right. But so, the, yeah. like, it'll limit you to your spots, but it doesn't really show you anything. And what I haven't figured out a way to do, and I don't think it's even possible, I can't figure out how to tell where the enemies can go um, easily. Like, you can check their stats oh, and right. like, see, oh, they have a move of four, and then there's some trees there. I'm pretty sure that's a... Uh, move of cost of two so they can't get to me right right but i mean this, there's a lot of like <laughs> going in the menus to figure this crap out yeah i haven't figured out either and also you don't see a preview of like what the could possibly right what could possibly happen which is like uh-oh this is like a oh shoot. no so, so this again is like... <laughs> like you can go in there and look at their stats and like their stats are kind of similar to all fire emblem games it's like um, strength and skill and speed versus your strength and skill and speed, but I haven't quite, and I'm like it's consistent, so there's a formula, but I haven't quite figured out the formula of like do I know if this character is going to be able to kill me or not? Yeah, right. Yeah. And I'm like like I got to the, the boss of the second level and I had I just had him like freaking surrounded I'm like, I don't even know who to attack him with like I <laughs> I guess this guy. Let's try this. And like, you know, hand in front of my eyes and just hit the A button, see what happens. You know. <laughs> yeah, a lot of it is guessing, and I think it kind of 
plays into the difficulty of of how hard this game can be and uh it's i don't know it, it's just it's I, I think too is that when you because there's no weapon triangle right like because for a lot of fire emblem games there's the weapon i wasn't triangle. even sure of that is there not i i read that there wasn't um, okay all right so but but now there is a thing where uh if you if you are using a pegasus knight you are weak against um arrows uh, arrows right so that that yeah. is a thing but the weapon triangle as far as i'm as far as i know and even just playing it it does not apply so i did notice that clerics do not level up by healing people they only get experience by like avoiding attacks which i'm like oh my god what? yeah that is so <laughs> weird because it's like i'm not gonna risk my healer your healer no, right yeah i'm just like uh-oh so i mean that's like but that's gonna be <laughs> at the same time so like um i i'm I, I have this weird mixed opinion on this game like i can't tell whether this game is like amazing for its time or really archaic and i think it's a little bit of both um because i mean think think about it this is an nes game that does play like fire emblem there's a lot of stuff here there's like named enemy characters that you can go up to and talk to and then recruit them to your side and all the characters have different stats and it's a strategy um game with like weapon priority and range units and like i mean there's a lot of stuff that this nes game is juggling so like almost it feels a little surreal to me because i'm like man the nes like i know it was 1990 but the 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 famicom could handle this wow that's cool and then also i'm playing it i'm like oh my god this is so old (laughs) so it's just it's weird it's in this weird little like placement for me um i think where i've landed on it uh, I don't know. I, I I will probably keep you know slowly pegging away at it just as I um, feel like it. I don't feel like a need to play this game all the time or anything like that. I don't know that I'll uh, end up beating it. I may. I may not. Um, but I kind of knew that when I was getting it. I got it for the concept of it more than the game itself. Uh, I just love the idea of you know Fire Emblem is a really big series that North America has had a fairly limited view of at this point so they decided to localize the first game absolutely sign me up uh if they do the second game i'll be there again if they do the third game i'll be i'll be there again you know (laughs) um i know full well the second game got um kind of uh remastered or remade for um 3ds as uh shadows of valentia but um even still i would i would buy and play the original (laughs) <laughs> version of the second uh I, what i would really like is the prequel to um fire emblem gba which is the first one we got it's the one that stars roy mm-hmm. um i'd love to play that game on an official capacity i really really would mm. yeah I, I i would too and i mean as long as they keep releasing these sort of like these old games but more, more localized i, I I'll would buy them i'll buy them uh, there was one more thing that was a pain point for me, Daryl, was when you want to store weapons in your convoy, you have to pay money to do that. I'm like, whoa, that's not... What? Yeah, you have to pay money just to store your own weapons. And it's like from a specific spot, too. Yeah. Like, there's a tent on the battlefield that you have to go to. It's, uh, it's, it's really strange. but It's fun. <laughs> I, I think, overall, though, I am very motivated to, you know, play through the game, and I, you know... I've mentioned before that I had a perfectionist mentality, this complex, like, I have to be perfect in terms of, like, not losing any units. That does not apply here. 
I've already lost one minute <laughs> in chapter two. I his name is Cord. His name is Cord. Rest in peace, Cord. No, yeah, not Cord. I, yeah. Well, I I lost to I lost him from Caster, which I recruited. <laughs> so I didn't. I totally did not see Caster come into my view, and he just like blasted Cord out of the. He pretty much sent Cord to the shower room, and I just <laughs> I was like, oh no. Well, too bad. I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> so yeah to, to be clear i am not following packed rules on this game for uh, yeah. sure there's a there's a there's a reverse time thing the uh, uh, a turn wheel thing i'm going to be making use of that because this game is like not fair <laughs> it's not fair and i think the thing too is and i read somewhere where the characters in this game well the game is made so that you are meant to lose characters along the way sure but given that this is the first iteration of the series, and at the time, the whole thing about having individual characters have like their own full-blown stories wasn't really that much of a popular concept. So, I'm gonna be more willing to just go but through the they're game. They're just kind of dudes, in, yeah. in fairness. Like mm, right. Cord is like the counterpart to Board, uh, both axe users <laughs> at a time that you get a bunch of axe users. So it's like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, and I'm. Well, I still have board, uh, cord, uh, not so much, but it's okay. <laughs> but yeah, but overall, I I do like the game so far for what it is. It I I have to keep thinking that it's not it's it's not three houses. This is like a totally oh, this is God, NES no. game, and but yeah, I I enjoyed so far, and yeah, I'm I mean I just got to chapter three. Wish me luck. <laughs> I hope I don't lose any more units. So. Oh boy. Good luck. Uh, <laughs> but I will say, like, if you're interested in a piece of history, um, just seeing where Fire Emblem came from, I do think that this is worth it, to be clear. I know that it's an older game. Um, it definitely comes with a lot of the hiccups that an older game does. But it's also, like, oh, man, there's something about hearing the recruitment theme in 8-bit that I'm just like, oh, <laughs> there it is. Mm. So, like... I'm 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 both impressed and appalled by this game and I'm kind of falling on I love that it's on Switch. So that's <laughs> I think that's where I am. Nice. Yeah, with six dollars you could do a lot worse. So I mean oh, I, think, sure. I think it is a it's well worth it. I mean I got the game digitally and I bought the Cartridge edition, so <laughs> I I couldn't resist because I mean when I first bought the digital version I or just by itself, I was just trying to figure out how to get the collectors and it took me a while and then I'm like, oh, I had a chance. TJ helped me and boom, now I have both. So, but yeah, I, I highly recommend it too. So. Nice. And I mean, as for me, um, I've been playing a bunch of stuff, but uh, if I'm going to talk about anything, I'm going to talk about WWE Battlegrounds and since nobody wants to hear me talk about <laughs> WWE Battlegrounds, except to say that it's surprisingly fun and I'm glad I got it. Um, I'm going oh. to skip that. If you like um, kind of over-the-top arcade wrestling games, this is certainly one of them, and it's not a terrible one. So I'm, I was pleasantly surprised by it. That's all I will say. <laughs> That's um, cool. Yeah, and just real quick, I'm not going to get into it, but I want to thank Daryl and Kellen for recommending me Children of Morda. I really like it. It's been I, I've I spent 10, 15 hours on it so far. It's been really good can't wait to see what is the ending i just keep going nice and i don't know where it stacks with hades i don't know yet 
but I will let you guys know when I'm done. <laughs> but it's at least it's at least in the consideration, right? It, it like, definitely is. Yeah. Yeah. Because and I like the concept of like f- the whole force progression and like always making you not always use the same character all the time because it's like if you use if you keep using the same character, you're gonna it, it, it won't start off the round or the that right. that 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 map with you know full health, and so. It it makes me try different characters, and you know I I've been loving Lucy a lot, like just the whole fire thing, oh God. yeah, <laughs> and, the tor- and the tornado, and she has a decoy that you can use, and then you use the tornado, and then you can like make them, you know, make all the the enemies like try to hit the decoy with the tornado combo, and then you shoot them with fire. It's amazing, and then Kevin, there's a Kevin in the game, uh, <laughs> all right. but I'm but I'm done. I, I I went too far, yeah. <laughs> No, that's cool. I I really like that game. Um, yeah, but I think it's time to get into games uh, that a lot of people really like. We're gonna uh, go over. So, like I said, the the Game Awards was last night. So we're gonna talk a little bit about that. Some of the reveals uh, for Switch. Um, I will say, for the most part, there were not a whole ton of reveals uh, or announcements for Switch. Um, there was one huge one which was the Smash character, which we will get to in a second. Um, and there were a few cool ones, but I just want to talk. So, like, Sergio, um, as you were watching the Game Awards, um, what were you watching for? Like, did you like the show? Uh, yeah, I, I like the show overall. I always watch it just to see, you know, the, the latest games on the other systems because I'm not really... Um, up to date uh, for the most part on those so it's like a good way to catch up and and just to see what what nintendo news or announcements might be part of it i I did like the show um few standout moments but i think overall my my favorite moment of the show and of the night has to be the third whooper watch uh i mean after they did the second one i thought there's no way they're gonna do a third one oh my god they did it was amazing (laughs) (laughs) no it wasn't that it was uh the reveal of perfect dark um coming back we don't know if it's a a remake a reboot or whatever it is it looks amazing and also the callisto protocol uh which is a game by the maker of dead space it looks very scary which i like but none of those is on switch uh for me nothing very um, appealing personally to me that's on the Switch except for the Smash announcement which we'll talk about later. Nice. Uh, Kellen, what about you? I mean, what, what stood out? What did you like about it? What did you not like about it? Yeah, so there were two main announcements that I tuned in for and that was the Smash reveal and then there was a lot of like rumors about a big Fortnite reveal and so I was watching for those two big things. Um, aside from those with Switch items, they're there wasn't much there, kind of like Sergio had said, but I'd say of what was there, I was actually pretty excited to see Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection. Yeah. Because mm. that's a franchise that's kind of forgotten at times, and one that I remember playing growing up and never getting far in because it's difficult. <laughs> yeah, it's meant to be yeah. difficult. And so I'm curious how it aged and what they can do with it now. Overall, I mean, visually it looked great. Definitely think it's one I'm going to try out. And then the other thing that stood out to me was Capcom Arcade Stadium. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure what's implied with it, but from what I've read, I guess it's like a collection of games and you can like purchase the game separately to add into the collection. I don't know if I'm understanding that correctly, but I think it starts you with like a free game or two. 
So yeah. that seemed kind of cool. And there's some bigger games heading there, like Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo and others. So, yeah, I think I'll definitely check that one out when it drops. Yeah, there were actually some really good games on that collection. I'm, I'm curious what their pricing is going to be. Because um, it is, like you said, it's a free download. You get um, 1943 uh, something something Midway. I can't remember the, the subtitle on it right now. Um, but it, that's basically, if I remember right, that's uh, a top-scrolling um, shmup game, which is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the list of games... You get that for free, and then there's a bunch of different games. I don't know if they're in packs or individually purchased or, or what, but the games are actually pretty cool on it. So, um, yeah, I'll be downloading it and at least seeing what the pricing is. I'm, I'm curious. Um, and then, I mean, as for the, the Fortnite updates. Oh. Yeah, I mean, a lot of this kind of leaked before the show, which was a little unfortunate, but it was still uh. super hype to check it out. And so... Fortnite just started a new season, and it's all about bounty hunters. And so Jonesy, the main character, is kind of blipping in and out through different dimensions, finding the greatest bounty hunters and bringing them into the game. And so there have been teases for a lot of different characters, but two specifically leaked, and one came out before the Game Awards show, and that's Kratos from God of War. He's in Fortnite. It's crazy. You can make him default dance and throw buggy bombs, and he can, like, shotgun people. It's... (laughs) kind of wild actually but Hmm. i mean he looks pretty good and then the big reveal during the award show was drumroll uh master chief insert halo theme right here um (laughs) he looks (laughs) he looks really good in game i picked him up as soon as he was announced and he looks great it's pretty surreal to have kratos and master chief on switch right now yeah and it just kind of (laughs) shows like what you can do in fortnite now like you can have batman versus kratos and star wars and all these different crossovers it's pretty (laughs) wild but another cool thing with the halo announcement was they kind of had a little play on that old um web series what was it red versus blue i didn't watch it growing up but they had um, a joke about that and then in creative mode they actually cre- recreated an old Halo map, Blood Gulch, and you can go in there and play Capture the Flag, which is pretty I cool. I gotta try that. Yeah, I tried that out today. It's actually uh, pretty fun. I needed more people in that lobby, but overall, I mean, the recreation was really cool. Um, you can't build in it at all, so it feels oh, like that's more cool. Halo than Fortnite. That's so, so cool. Yeah, Ooh. it's pretty neat. I think it's definitely worth checking out, and... It's uh, exciting to see who else they're going to add. I know there's a lot of rumors about a Nintendo ad now that there's been the big Microsoft and Sony <laughs> ad. But I'm just going to say, we'll Nintendo has some bounty hunters. They do. <laughs> I can think of two and a team of mercenary animals. I mean, oh God, can you imagine Star Fox? And, that Ooh, would be so weird whoa. looking. <laughs> let's, not, let's not do that. That's nightmare let's, fuel. Let's opt for Captain Falcon Samus, please. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, that would be really cool. I have to think that Epic would be um, so down to make that happen. I, I have to think it's right. it's just Nintendo has to say yes. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know if they're more careful with their IPs than others would be. I don't know if they want, yeah. you know, Samus getting blown up. But I mean, I don't know. She handles guns and things, so why not? <laughs> you imagine Captain Falcon with a blue blue Falcon glider? Like, <laughs> I oh can. My God. <laughs> Give him a cool <laughs> emote. Show me your moves emote or something. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> his, his yellow scarf as a backling. Oh my 
goodness. Like, I don't buy skins. I really don't, but I tell you what. <laughs> That's the one. Yep. yep. I turn off all my presets. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, uh, no, that's cool. Um, I I'm not gonna lie, I don't have too much. Uh, like I have memories of of all night land parties playing Halo on Blood Gulch, so like I do have some uh, fond memories of that. I don't have too much connection to Master Chief, but he does look cool, man. <laughs> yeah, he does look pretty cool. He's even got a little warthog emote. It's just like a super tiny warthog you can use to ride across the map. It's pretty neat. Oh, that's cool. That's so funny. Uh, all right, Kevin, did you watch the awards? Does anything stand out to you? There were a couple things. Um, the first thing I want to talk about is that new trailer on Season, which is like this third-person atmospheric adventure game where you're basically this young lady riding a bike and going to just just exploring the world. And I just it just felt so it it felt so like kind of like that journey game you know those kind of games where you're just like exploring the mm. world and you know you don't know where your life's going to take you and we don't know when it's going to be available but it will be on the PS5 uh for I don't know when but that was pretty nice I really like watching that there was a Mass Effect tease which I thought was really great because that was cool yeah and admittedly when they showed, and I hope it's Liara to Sony, where my favorite characters in Mass Effect, I just... It's gotta be, right? Yeah. It's gotta she, be. It has to be. And I just... Oh, it was it was awesome. And then Sergio already mentioned Perfect Dark. And then Dragon Age I thought was pretty interesting because, you know, Dave, Dragon Age has always been a pretty intriguing uh, series. And then, oof, I think, you know, Back for Blood, I think for a lot of us, and especially for me, I've, you know, never playing Left for Dead, and just having Back for Blood where you're fending off, you know, waves of the undead, like, I I think it'll be pretty nice to see how that goes. And then, yeah, I did watch the reveal for uh, the Smash new Smash character, uh, Sephiroth. Um, I am a bit surprised. I didn't think they would go that route, but hey, I'm, I'm excited to try him. So, you mean... I, we'll, I did, we'll get yeah. there. Okay, yeah. And, yeah, I, I think one thing, too, that I really enjoyed was the orchestral performances <laughs> of like Super, <laughs> Super Mario and I'm like oh it was, it was really nice. I I got to say uh so I I'm sorry that you you mentioned the orchestral performance so they always do the big like game of the year medley at the end. <laughs> yeah. Um it, like I legitimately cracked up when like they're playing all these like game soundtracks for game of the year and you're talking like goes to Tsushima uh the last of us and even like Hades and such and all these like really epic scores and big themes and such and all of a sudden they they pop in the do 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 I was like oh my god that's so funny I like uh, I really liked it. I'm not trying to make fun of it. I, I thought it was great. It was it was very good orchestration. It just it honestly made me smile. So <laughs> yeah i i liked what they did with that i always like what they do with it i don't think anything will ever top um the celeste theme in that con uh, in, in that space mm, but oh, that was yes. so cool uh but yeah that was i i really enjoyed that um i think to round up i i can round up some of the other um actual nintendo announcements since kevin is only interested in in things on the outside uh <laughs> So they showed off a new trailer for Monster Hunter Rise. Um, every time I see this game, it looks better. 
uh, game is looking really, really good. Um, there's a demo coming in January, and oh, yeah. I am mostly just hyped to get on the ground floor with some Monster Hunter. Um, it's never mm. happened to me where like I got on the ground floor with new players across the board, and we all just kind of ground, you know, grinded the game together. Um, I've always felt like the weak link because I've always like started after people. Not this time. I'm I'm there day one. So game looks great. <laughs> and then there was the other one too that they talked about, and I will. This is a Nintendo one. Uh, sea of Solitude, the director's cut, which is going to come out exclusively on Nintendo Switch on March fourth. So that's going to be very interesting. Well, it's not. It's not exclusive. Well, I I think the director's cut is, but like this is a port. Um, well, actually. Uh, I I think they did say that it, it, they they built it from the ground up, so it's not just support. It, they did remake just just for the Switch, but it, it's not exclusive to Switch. Is, is it's what not, I'll say. Yeah. Um, this is from Quantic Dream, which is traditionally a Sony only developer. It's actually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It looked creepy and kind of amazing. So yeah, got my eyes on that one. Um, and I think the last thing not related to the actual awards themselves. Um, not related to Smash was uh, the announcement. I think I I can't remember this being announced for Switch before. If it was, uh, please forgive me. But Disco Elysium, uh, did we know this was coming to Switch? I certainly did not. Um, I yeah, no idea. <laughs> um, extremely critically uh, acclaimed game. I think it was up for Game of the Year uh, fairly recently. Mm. Um, and and a game that is certainly looked interesting. I'm not extremely knowledgeable in it, but I was very happy to see it coming to Switch. So, yeah. Um, as for the actual awards, uh, you know, Hades won Best Indie. Um, it also won Best Action Game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Animal Crossing won the Nintendo Award, or otherwise known as Best Family Game. Um, <laughs> lost out to Last of Us 2 for Game of the Year, which I don't think really surprises too many people. Um whether or not you agree with it, which I know a lot of people don't, but that's okay. Um, I have something about and, that. Uh, sure. So I, 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 I do agree that you know a lot of people were disappointed in terms of like, oh, like Animal Crossing could have could have been the winner, but then I think the fact that Animal Crossing was even in the conversation is a win. Um, oh, for sure. And for sure. I mean, just. And forget about the the fact that you know we're in COVID and it came at the right time. Like just as a game overall, I think it stands on its own merit. So it lit the world on fire. I mean, yeah, like people were posting this all over Twitter. I think they still kind of are. Um, it's got legs, and Sergio, you're still liking it, right? <laughs> yeah, but uh, I actually kind of disagree. I feel like you know you, you put up you put. New Horizons against games that are actually complete in that they yeah. do remove features yeah. from the previous games. Yeah, you're not going to win. But it was nice to see it. I, I, <laughs> am, I'm happy it was up there. Um, I do think there were some notable snubs for Nintendo games, but it was also kind of a weird near year for Nintendo. Um, so it's, it's, yeah, it just, it, it was a year. Um, wasn't all that impressed or excited I w- is probably the better word. Um, yeah. about any of the actual awards, but it was fine. It was a good show, um, and the reveals were great, and the biggest reveal um, was the one we all showed up for. So it was announced <laughs> ahead of time there was going to be a uh, Smash Brothers character, um, char- you know, the the third person in the Fighter's Pass number two uh, was going to be revealed, and 
it happened like shockingly early in the show. It just like yeah, like ten minutes into the show, they're like, "Hey, here's a Smash <laughs> character." Um, Whoa. so I let's talk <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> uh, you you know it. Um, we're not spoiling anything at this point. Sephiroth. Uh, from Final Fantasy VII is coming to Smash Brothers Ultimate. There is a Sakurai Presents video on December 17th, um, and presumably the character will be available shortly after that, maybe same day, maybe you know a couple days, I don't know. <laughs> um, so Sephiroth, uh, you know, I'm going to stop talking. Uh, somebody <laughs> who, who, who has some opinions here? Better than Steve. Okay. I would agree. <laughs> I... I disagree, but that's okay, fair. Okay. What? Whoa, let's hear that. I want to hear your opinion. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. All, all right. Um, Please, go ahead. Copy sold. Minecraft versus uh, Final Fantasy VII. Okay, well, that's going to be tough. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, like, uh, bigger third-party IP, uh, Minecraft versus Final Fantasy VII. Um, bigger... Mm character series whatever not represented currently in smash cloud is there that is true yeah yes yeah like so i i said i was gonna stop talking but then it's like sergio <laughs> you brought me right back in god uh like final fantasy 7 now has more characters in smash than the company developing the game and that's not nintendo that's namco Mm, like yeah there are more characters from a specific iteration of the final fantasy series is sephiroth a great character yes is he a, a iconic villain yes is he important to the video game world yes are people blowing up um is it getting hype is it doing what the game should do yes i can't argue with any of that but at the same time i looked at that and i was like does final fantasy 7 need that yeah i don't think it did but I do have a question about this particular character. When people saw Sephiroth, they mentioned Sora, and I wanted—I'm not—I don't really know the relationship. So, can someone enlighten me on why people mentioned Sora right after? Um, yeah. So there is a conception that um, I, and, and this is not true, um, but there is a conception that uh, the reveal of a Square Enix character automatically uh, disqualifies all other Square Enix characters from being <laughs> possible. Okay. Um, so, now, I will note that we've had two of them in the DLC for this game thus far. Right. Um, right. The Dragon Quest character and, and now uh, Sephiroth. Um, but, uh, so, as a Geno fan, Geno is owned by Square Enix, and I cannot say Ooh. that my heart didn't drop a little bit. Like, it did. <sighs> now, Sora is an interesting case because he is actually, and I don't know if this is a joint ownership or if it's a sole ownership, but he is at least partially owned, I think fully owned by Disney. So this is, Sora is specifically not a sole Square Enix character, so it's a little bit of a, it's probably yeah. a much harder character to actually get in Smash, to be honest. Yeah. Because yeah. you imagine he would have Mickey and Goofy in his uh, final Smash, and, and Disney is probably like, really? Like, we... <laughs> We're doing this Star Wars thing. We don't need to worry about that. Anyways, um, that's why, so that's why, like, people talking about Sephiroth will often talk about uh, this concept of Square Enix spots in the, the Fighters Pass. Um, I will say, you, any rules that we try to put around fighters don't really seem to pan out very well, so I don't know how much I buy into it, but I see where they're coming from. 
Yeah, actually, Kellen, what do you think about this whole reveal? You know, I'm excited to get a Kingdom Hearts rep already, so Sephiroth being revealed. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I mean, God. not the Kingdom Hearts character I wanted, but I'll take it, and I'm glad the series is finally being represented. I'm not sure why they're linking them to Final Fantasy. I'm just in <laughs> oh denial God. here. Yeah. I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. Um, I will say this, you've, you've made it a lot better for me, man. Just right there. Yeah, I mean... In my mind, I like to think that for a while they've been trying to get Sora in and they've been going through like all the routes and maybe it is Disney, maybe it is Square, I don't know. But maybe they were like, we want Sora, here's Sephiroth instead, like, we'll give you him. And so, I don't know. I really enjoy all the additional content that comes with the DLC characters too. I mean, Terry was just like an explosion of stuff. Um, All the different SNK characters in the background, all the music tracks and everything, and I can't help but feel like it's going to be more barren here um, for Sephiroth. Well, and Square's so. pretty sin- Square's pretty stingy. Like I've I've been joking about it. You're going to get two music tracks, and if you get more than that, I'm going to honestly be surprised. And they're probably going to be original game rips too. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of a bummer. But overall, I feel like I've gotten more hype about the announcement. I was a little shocked at first, just because no one was talking about Sephiroth or expecting him. Right. And then that boss music started playing, and it was like that moment worldwide where everyone's like, do you hear boss music playing? And he just like <laughs> descends from the sky and there's Sephiroth. And I don't know, like jokes have already been made about there being enough sword characters and this DLC, um, just so much range between like Byleth, Min Min, and now Sephiroth. It's going to be really hard to like get in on these fighters, but I mean, I'm excited to have villains added. So I think there are little things I'm taking away from this to feel hype about it. And then I'll just have to play him and see how he plays. Yeah. And in complete fairness, I will probably play as this character. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, and that's just based on the way he actually plays. Um, but I did like when I was a little, uh, you know, I was, I was feeling a little uh, spicy about it. I did post to Twitter. Like I, I am struggling to think of a square Enix character that I would not have preferred for this. Um, and I'm not saying that it makes business sense because it doesn't. I think Sephiroth is at least one of the right decisions here um, in terms of a business decision for a Square Enix character. But if you get away from that, then I start thinking, well, Cecil and Kane from Final Fantasy IV, Hecaridia, uh, Terra, a Moogle, Kefka, uh, <laughs> heck, give me Titus and his stupid laugh. Um, oh. a chocobo, a slime from Dragon Quest. Laura Croft is at least somewhat tied to Square Enix at this point. Uh, Gino, Mallow, like I'm like <laughs> as I go through like literally every Square Enix here, including other characters from Final Fantasy VII. I would prefer to have Barrett here, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, Barrett would wow. be a good choice too. Ah, it's. I I can see what you mean, Daryl, and oh, Vivi, oh my Vivi. god, ooh, um, oh nice. Well, I don't know if Squall's in the conversation. Probably not. <laughs> There's one I would not have been more hyped for. Okay, <laughs> we found we found we found the floor. There we go. Okay, <laughs> Squall. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, I'm excited to you know see the December seventeenth gameplay footage of Sakurai talking about Sephiroth and hopefully, you know, being a fanboy or this longtime fan of Final Fantasy, I just want to hear him talk about Final Fantasy. I hope he does because 
Oh, I just I I live for these videos. I mean, he does such a great job. And oh, I'm I'm hyped for the video yeah. for sure. <laughs> oh. Also, side note, um, Sergio, I know you'll be interested in this. The uh, the amiibo for Banjo Kazooie, Byleth, and Terry have been posted <laughs> for pre-order now, so you can get your Terry amiibo. Um, you might want to get that on pre-order though, so they don't run out. I know you. I know that'll be important. It looks so good, though. I actually did. I did. I did end up getting Banjo Kazooie and Terry. So oh, I'll, sweet. I'll, I'll hype it for both. Oh, of those. nice. <laughs> uh, but I mean, Kevin. So like, I know you're you're a big Final Fantasy fan. Um, mm-hmm. Did when you saw this announcement, was this like, oh my god, this is awesome? No, not. I didn't have that reaction. I was just like, oh, cool. Like, I just I had a more neutral reaction to it. I don't think it was a bad choice. I don't think it was the best choice, but oh, you know, I I'll roll with it. You know, I don't want to be like pitchforks burn down the smash. It's over. No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> oh God, yeah. yeah. Anybody who does that for an eighty character game, just go away. Yeah, like seriously, we we don't we we don't we're not, we're not we don't need here. you or want you here. I'm kidding. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I I think it's you know with the more positive attitude that I have with this, I'm looking forward to it. And I, you know, it looks like he has a counter. He has that thing where he sticks a sword into the wall. I don't know how viable that is in competitive Smash, but it's not too many walls. Yeah, so... so I'm like, okay, let's see how that plays. I, I just want to. He reaches to... you from like halfway across the stage with a sword, which is disjointed. <laughs> that might be a little much, but oh boy, uh, I am. <laughs> he in... has a projectile. <laughs> but yeah, I think in. I am in the same agreement with you in terms of like I think they could have chosen a, uh, a much more suitable character. I think Cecil would have been a better choice, and to give more, you know, like hey, remember us from Final Fantasy IV? Cecil, Kane. I mean, Dragoon. Dragoon would be great. Just a just a black mage, honestly. Yeah. Even if you didn't go the VV route, like black mage is so iconic that honestly that wouldn't have been a bad choice. Yeah. Yeah, or even. <sighs> I don't know if this would count, like a like a guardian force or an Aeon. I don't know. Maybe maybe as an assist trophy that'd be great. But hmm. um, so yeah. let's let's reframe it uh, a little bit because we were all kind of speculating on who the Smash character would be. I want each of us, and and I think this is where we'll end it unless anybody has any other strong opinions. But I think each of us should say what is your like what is the best Smash character they could have announced for this, both in terms of business sense. And in terms of hype level. Oh, can I go first? I'm going <laughs> to go. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, Waluigi, I, I think that would have been. God, uh, you've got to be. You've got to be joking. No, no, he's not. Go ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> business sense. I, okay. Yes. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Maybe not business sense. All right. Let me. Let me. No, it is. I, can I take that part? Then? Oh, go ahead. Uh, Nintendo has been upsetting fans uh, <laughs> online pretty often, so this would have been a nice way to make up for it, I think. Oh, dude! <laughs> like, if don't be on the Waluigi hype train for that. Be on the Gino or or something like. Come on. Well, no, but Waluigi. But, well, when you said business sense, I thought the same thing. But what Sergio said, because you know, we there have been a lot of reasonably upset Nintendo fans that have been. You know, calling for Waluigi, Gino too. But the thing is, Waluigi oh has more God. exposure, 
in in the no well, in, 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 in the Mario world like Mario Tennis. <laughs> no, he yes, doesn't. I agree. Yeah, no Mario Tennis. Yeah, like when you think of Waluigi, I think of Mario Tennis. I think of just that. <laughs> you series. think of only. <laughs> you think of him only as a partner for Wario. No, Come on. Well, no, I think of him. Okay, honestly. I thought I think of him as one of the most used characters in Mario Tennis Aces when it first started out. Um, before, well, yeah, because he was too good. He was too but good. That's right. not that's not character bias. That's just because he was too good. No. I know, but that was my. But this I'm is, so well, disappointed right now, Kellen. I, I, can you please come up with a better one? <laughs> Jonesy from Fortnite. Okay, I was half expecting him, um, and that I mean part of that is just my fanboyness inside and part of it is I just want to see Twitter like get lit on fire again because that character's so divisive but I don't know I feel like they reworked all the stages for Steve to work with building so to go through all that work for one character like yeah Steve was a big ad but I don't know I mean obviously there'd be a build limit to the character but I feel like it could have worked um, Fortnite's still going on really strong and it would have opened the opportunity for like a double announcement of like a Samus or Captain Falcon in Fortnite. So I was like oh. half expecting it. And then mm. my other answer would have been Master Chief like being revealed yeah. for Fortnite and Smash at the same time. And yeah. I thought in the trailer just for a second there was a chance that it could have been him. Um, obviously that would be a super hype character. I don't know that he would follow Steve like that closely in the past if he was on the uh, way. Fair point. But it does feel like that's the type of reveal that would be the magnitude of like the Game Awards. Not saying that Sephiroth wasn't, because a lot of people are excited about him, and rightfully so. But I don't know. I just feel like there would have been their chance to have had like the Master Chief character, you know? Mm. So I Master Chief, like I don't have any arguments for. I don't think anybody does. It would be another Microsoft character, which would be three in the two fighter passes. <laughs> I, I don't care that much. Like, I think that's really cool. So yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um. I want. I do want to talk about Jonesy. Um. Which everybody collectively on the internet just rolled their eyes. I'm sorry. <laughs> um. It, I've seen a lot of Smashers say any n- nothing from Fortnite. Anybody but Fortnite. Whatever. Dude, I think it would make sense. I really do. Um. Both in terms of play style and in terms of uh character popularity and bringing smash to a new audience. I think you could do a really fun move set within smash. I think he's a big gaming icon or at least Fortnite is. And he is kind of the face of Fortnite, um, which is something that even Minecraft Steve really like it was a problem I had with Steve, to be honest. Yeah. Mm. Um, dude, a, a weapon switching character with like long range guns and such. Um, could you come up with some sort of loot mechanic? You could have some sort of building, but different than Steve's. I seriously, I would. I I think it would work. So whatever. I thought things were lining up too because they got like the <laughs> Fortnite exclusive console. They have been fleshing out Jonesy uh, as more of a character lately throughout the seasons. Yeah, and there were like all these big rumored reveals for the Game Awards, and so. It felt like going into it, there was so much momentum for him. I wouldn't have been shocked if he was announced as the fighter because he was like the most talked about potential fighter going into the award show. So, yeah, I don't know if it'll happen. I like your point about bringing in a new audience because um, a lot of Smash players, I mean, each game there's going to be new players that join, but so many of them have played for like multiple games already. But to bring in that Fortnite crowd, I think would bring in just 
a whole new subsection of the market into the gaming into uh, Smash, and so overall, Dude. I think it makes a lot of sense on a lot of different areas. You have Epic throw Ninja a little bit of money to stream Smash for a couple days, right? Yeah. <laughs> My God, like, you, can you imagine? Anyway, whatever. Um, I, I think that that would actually be a good pick, and if it does happen, I am not going to be upset about it. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> for me, I think uh, I was actually kind of expecting Doom guy here. Oh, um, oh, good yeah, point. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, there were a lot of things going for him, but um, to for my actual answer, the best choice in terms of business sense um, and character funness and such, I have a hard time arguing against Crash Bandicoot at this point. Mm. That's a that's a good pull, and you know, Crash is kind of making a comeback in the Switch scene. I mean, you have like the re- the remastered versions of Crash One, Two, Three, and then Crash Four on PS. He, he's uh, making a comeback in general yeah, yeah i mean it's been pretty good and then you, you can even play crash team racing which is a you know pretty decent racing game on the switch so uh yeah so yeah i i mean i i can't argue against that but uh i i think what you guys mentioned about fortnite i was curious about that too because you know they you know you have minecraft steve and then the potential of getting fortnite jonesy i mean i am not as familiar with the character but I do agree that it, it can definitely bring in a lot more of the fan base into Smash. So that would that would have been. I mean, it's still a possibility. We don't know. I mean, there's still like two more characters, right? There's so. there's three more. Oh, three so, more. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, it's we're getting into the point where like characters are actually taking spots, which is a lot of my. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's important. It, it's not important at all. This a video game. And <laughs> we'll we'll be okay either way. And Sephiroth is another character that I will actually play. So I mean, I can't be all that upset. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I think I'm going to end it there unless anybody has any other thoughts about the Game Awards overall. Um, didn't quite take the place of like an E3, but honestly, I had fun watching this. You guys agree? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, it, was, it was pretty fun. I it's I, I just have one issue with the name Video Game Awards. I don't think it is the, the best name to name it. Because when you think of an awards show, you think of like, you know, the Emmys for TV, the Oscars for movies. You know, I'm going to throw it out there. We should have a different name for the Video Game Awards to make it more, you know, uh, I guess more unique, more memorable. Because VGA... Can we can we please call it the Salties? Please. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's better than VGA. I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll, be on t- I'll be on board with that. Please, can we call it the Salties? I really want to. Where, where did uh, that come from? <laughs> just... Gamers get salty, man. Oh, the salty. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, Sergio, you want to save <laughs> us, man? <laughs> oh well, I don't know if this is saving. Uh, this is gonna get spicy here. Oh, uh, no. Last week we asked, "What snack do you absolutely despise or really, really dislike?" And we have answers from our Discord. For example, Dragon said. He really dislikes the Pirate's Booty H White Cheddar, which, um, Daryl, I believe you actually like this one. Yeah, Whoa. I do. They're kind of like yeah. cheese puffs, but they're a, kind of a weird texture, which I, I get why people wouldn't like them. <laughs> uh, Forest Dragon said, I don't know if this is relatable to anyone, but I really don't like anything with mint and chocolate. Together, we will get to this. I promise. <laughs> Sh- Shy Guy said, anything uh, pecan or walnut-based... Mm. Interesting. I like both of those. 
Yeah. Cube said anything with poppy seeds in it. I don't care about poppy seeds. I can name them or not. <laughs> so, okay. Hi, I'm Tom said, I cannot stand baked apples. And yes, that means I don't like apple pie at all. Okay. I see that. Uh-huh. I agree. Light blue, Lakitu said, any sort of chewy caramel. Yeah, that can get tricky. Yeah, I can see it. And Filmmaker said, black licorice. Oh, that's a good one, too. I can also see it. Okay. <laughs> All right, you guys go first. Cause... Oh, okay. Uh, I'll, <laughs> I can start, so I, I don't have to say much. Um, pistachios. I do not like pistachios. I don't like oh. the taste of them. Um, I've heard about, like... Uh, <laughs> problems that I, I won't go into like worms and such um yeah oh. don't like pistachios so there you go <laughs> i'm gonna say celery slash carrot sticks because it's way too hard for my teeth um i don't want to just bite one while i'm playing something or playing a game and then have to focus on making sure that my teeth don't break <laughs> so you know it's not enjoyable man and i've seen people use ranch i'm gonna say this Hopefully no pitchforks. I don't like ranch, so even without ranch, I mean, I could still do the celery and carrots, but no, I won't because it's just not good. It's just it's harder than teeth. Why would you do that? Don't. Ugh. Next week's question is, what does Kevin like? <laughs> I like a lot of things, let, but... <laughs> let, let's not. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know if it really counts as a snack, so I'm grateful Kevin kind of provided that pathway into this, but I hate pickles. Like, I oh. won a poetry contest in school about how awful pickles are, because I made, like, such a strong argument, and I can't remember what it was then, but man, I hate those things, and if, okay, I'm a pretty level-headed person, but one thing will ruin my day. You go to buy a hamburger and you ask for no pickles and you can tell that that hamburger's been sitting there for like 30 <laughs> minutes and they just pull the pickles off. No, that bun is like just yes. a sponge it's with soiled. that toxic juice. And you take your first <laughs> bite and you think that pickle is still there, but it's not. And you're just second guessing like, am I tasting the pickle right now? I don't know. Just day ruined. Just crawl into bed, turn the light off, start over again. Pickles. I hate them. Kellen, I'm going to be very honest with you right now. And this is going to... This is, this is. I'm gonna be very serious about this. I'm in the same boat with you. I hate pickles too. <laughs> so okay. I can't. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I. I just. You know, I'm in the same way. Like I don't like pickles in general. I know it's healthy for you, but I. I empathize with you, Kellen. It's. I don't know why. <laughs> I like cucumbers. Just. Yeah, That's a good. Hate yeah. pickles. <laughs> all right. All right. Sergio. Yeah, I'm with Faroris. I. I don't understand who came up with mixing mint and chocolate. Uh, what? If I could, if I could travel back in time to fix something that's technically not, you know, life changing, it would be that for me. Uh, mint belongs, you know, in toothpaste, gum. Basically, mint should only be used to combat bad breath. That's it. Because chocolate is so pure and then mint is like, oh, I'm just going to smear all over here. And it takes over. It kills the chocolate. Basically... If you eat mint chocolate, you're eating mint and dead chocolate. Think about that and have fun with that. Okay, Christmas present for Sergio. Andy's chocolate. Done. York. Ready. And York. York. And York. Right. <laughs> I may or may not have had a York uh, earlier today. So uh, <laughs> I actually like mint chocolate. I like mint chocolate ice cream. I also like uh, pickles. I also like carrot sticks. So dang, whatever. We have a lot of, um, we have a lot of things going on here. <laughs> it's good. Hey. I'm just not very picky. That I think that's 
Fair. <laughs> what is our question for this week, Sergio? <laughs> we have a great question for this week's weekly question of the week. What color is your voice? If your voice had a color, what would it be? Oh, wow. Oh, I like this question. Let's, let's I'll think about it, though. Yeah. It's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, everyone. We're going to jump out of here. If you haven't already, join our Discord group. The description for this episode has a link to it if you would like to join. We are also on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Send us any feedback you have at nintendojumppodcast at gmail.com. The best way to support this show is through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash nintendojump or by leaving a review for the show in your favorite podcast application. This is Sergio, and on behalf of Daryl, Kevin, and Kellen, thanks for listening. We hope you have a great week. Bye-bye. See ya. See you guys. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> I'm just... I, I missed this. Oh. I honestly oh, missed I this. did not. Oh, that's... <laughs> come on. Uh, I, I was trying my rendition of the original menu Super Smash Brothers and 64 theme. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I think I have failed miserably, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Stay safe. See ya. Bye-bye. <laughs>